had liberal presidents and conservative presidents, but we've never had dumb presidents. We've had candidates argue and attack each other's policies. We've never had an incumbent candidate attack his own citizens. We've had close elections, controversial elections, but we've never had an incumbent simply say, I won't accept the election. I won't accept democracy. Donald Trump is a historic president in a terrible, terrible way. COVID-19 has proven how important good leadership is and how Trump cannot provide it. America's enemies are laughing at us right now because Donald Trump has shown how fragile our society and democracy can be. Vote for Joe Biden if you haven't already, because Joe Biden cares, and we can do so much better than Trump. This message has not been sponsored. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Election Day. Last week, I outlined the case for why Joe Biden will probably win the election, and that was mostly based off statistical evidence. This week, I want to talk about how Trump could win the election. I said he had no path forward, but I guess that isn't entirely true. Technically, it's possible. And the way he can win in 2020 is through the same way he won in 2016. And that is by an October surprise. People love to talk about how the polls were wrong the entire time when it came to Hillary Clinton, but the truth is they weren't so wrong. Hillary Clinton probably would have won the election. She was more likely to win the election until the very closing moments when the James Comey scandal really came back to hurt her. Even if it was later debunked, even if an October surprise later turns out to be nothing, still having that shocking turn of events close to the election date is huge because at that point the shock reverberates and doesn't settle down until the election and so its ripple effects can be huge and in a close election in swing states they can change enough minds with such a dramatic event and this election season has been quite a crazy one so far it has lots of twists and turns and surprises even if they weren't literally a week or two before the election itself. Still, we've had so many drastic changes, unpredictable events, that I think it's worth discussing. Will any of those, or really will anything, tip the balance in Donald Trump's favor, even as he's able to produce these October surprises, partly by being the incumbent president? Obviously, the biggest one that happened, and most recently, was Trump contracting COVID-19. You wouldn't expect this to help Donald Trump. I said that, if anything, it helps Joe Biden, because it stops Trump from running his campaign for a certain period of time, and in a way it supports Joe Biden's point about taking COVID-19 seriously. However, I will also say that big events can cause a chain of dominoes. It can have ripple effects that eventually help Donald Trump. Some people expected a sympathy boost for the president, 
where the tough guy, the aggressor, is suddenly humanized now that he's actually sick. Obviously, that didn't happen because people saw Trump as the person instigating recklessness when it came to COVID-19. I think a lot of people, even though they weren't able to say it out loud, thought maybe he deserved it. Or maybe it's just something that he can get over. It's not that big of a deal. Much like any other authoritarian leader who wants to be macho, getting sick probably doesn't work into Donald Trump's narrative. But perhaps that would have been a blessing in disguise, where he takes a different route, where he learns that being tough and masculine is not the best way to present himself. Obviously, that didn't happen either. Trump is touting how he overcame the virus, and he's heading right back to the campaign trail. Sort of related to that, if this was a starting point for Donald Trump to say, actually, now that I've experienced it firsthand, COVID-19 is a big deal. Now I'm going to put my attention to this and try to make the situation better. If that happened, that also could have worked in his favor. Obviously, that didn't happen. I personally thought Trump contracting COVID-19 could be an interesting starting point for his Republican campaign to change direction, use it to reset and try to run almost a new campaign in a completely new strategic direction heading into November 3rd. But all they really did was minimize damage done by him contracting COVID. And so this October surprise, obviously when your leader gets a fatal disease, that is a huge, huge, huge thing, especially for an old and unhealthy person like Donald Trump. But it didn't really change the shape of the election. The second potential so-called October surprise is the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so this happened in September, but it's still really close to the election season. And so I'll talk about that and Amy Coney Barrett. This could actually be of huge, huge value to the president if he plays his cards right and things turn out as he would like them to, ideally. This is a way for President Trump to make this a partisan election, to draw back religious conservatives who might have supported him in 2016, but now think, why should I support him once again? They forget about what drove them to him in 2016. Well, this could be a reminder to a lot of moderate or religiously conservative voters of why Donald Trump is their guy. That even if some of what he says is too crazy for them, or his past is obviously not abiding by what would be considered religiously moral, they might remember that, hey look, this is the guy who, above all, will get us a conservative court who will push a conservative agenda. This makes it a partisan election once again. And as I said before, Donald Trump wants to make this between a Democrat and a Republican, and the Supreme Court works in his favor when it comes to that. Her replacement, Amy Coney Barrett, has been going through her confirmation hearings recently, and really it's been all a show. Democrats have used this as an opportunity to make their pitch about healthcare, about abortion rights, why voters should 
support them in the 2020 election. They they haven't even really been trying to stop Amy Coney Barrett, because there's really no way. And in exchange, Republicans got what they wanted, which is now, it's pretty certain that she will make it onto the Supreme Court. There's very little Democrats can do right now. Amy Coney Barrett performed excellently in her hearings, in that she did not um, make any real controversial statement, even in light of hard-hitting questions. And she came across as a likable, scholarly person. I think a lot of liberals instinctively despise any far-right, hardline conservative judge, but Amy Coney Barrett made it very clear that she's an okay person and that she has firm judicial principles. Of course, the real argument against Amy Coney Barrett is not against who she is personally, because there isn't much to attack personally about her. She's just like any other conservative judge. She's no Brett Kavanaugh. Really, the argument is about systems and self-consistency that Republicans refuse to even consider, actually, Merrick Garland in Obama's final year as president. And so, in light of all this partisan manipulating on how they can use the confirmation hearings best to their advantage, one thing is clear, and that is, if Trump wants to, he can get Amy Coney Barrett onto the court. And if he does it before the election, that could rejuvenate his conservative base, telling them, this is why you voted for me, even if I'm an unconventional conservative. He could even wait until after the election to give them an incentive to vote for him. We know this will probably not help Joe Biden's campaign. It'll probably help Trump, if anything, but I do not think that the Supreme Court is a game changer. Sure, it will probably sway some conservatives who otherwise might not have supported Trump and bring them back to his base. But most conservatives are already on Trump's side, and anti-Trump conservatives are, at this point, firmly in Joe Biden's camp. And because their opposition is based on almost moral character grounds that Trump should not be president, even a judicial appointment will not change that stance. That's not even taking into account that a lot of people, I believe a majority of Americans, oppose Senate Republicans' last-ditch effort to make a 6-3 to three majority on the Supreme Court. Trump's taxes were also a big storyline for a very brief period of time, and perhaps it would have been the scandal of any other election cycle, but not in 2020, partially because most people assumed all already that Trump was cheating on his taxes, and partially because there are just bigger storylines to care about. Trump's $750 is not the most important thing that's going on. And so, yes, it doesn't help that it's now officially proven that Trump didn't pay his taxes properly, but it's, I think, something we all subconsciously knew and don't really care enough about. So really what it seems like is that a 2016-style October surprise that swings the election is not really possible in 2020. 
So far, I can't imagine a scenario so outrageous that people really turn away from Joe Biden. Really, there aren't as many undecided voters in 2020 as there were in 2016. Most people have already made up their minds. In fact, many people have already cast their votes by mail. There really isn't much Trump can do to change the election, which really is the same conclusion I came to last week. But Trump is still trying to create these October surprises, artificially if he has to. If he's not going to be given a James Comey, he'll try to make it himself. This is why he obsesses over Hunter Biden, even though it clearly crosses a line to be going after someone's son so viciously as their primary target. This is why he is obsessing over Hunter Biden's email, and he's trying to make this a scandal. He wants to change the election, and of course, take people's minds away from the COVID-19 pandemic that he has so horribly mismanaged. This is why he's bringing QAnon into the conversation. This is analogous to the Pizzagate scandal in 2016. QAnon is so outrageous and so intricate, yet if he continues to implicitly endorse it because it helps him, he thinks he can make this a big enough deal. Really, we all know this won't work. Typical Trump cannot win the 2020 election. He can only win if his October surprise is becoming a totally new candidate. And we know that he can't. He is really one-dimensional. What you see is what you get. That's why people love him. That's why he's going to lose. The Trump strategy is a losing one. It's tanking Senate candidates who s support him, and that's why some candidates are trying to move away from him. As much as he likes to say it, Trump cannot behave presidential. And so that single character got him through one hurdle, and 2016 was so impressive that he was able to pull that off. But it won't work again in 2020 because he's behind by being who he is. And he can't become someone that he isn't. His attempts to manufacture an October surprise really won't work. What continues to dominate this election cycle is the COVID-19 pandemic. It's affecting everyone's lives in such a huge way. It's taken his pride, his economy, and totally tanked it. It changes the logistics of the election. It afflicts pain on so many people. And COVID-19 is probably what killed Trump in 2020. Before that, he had more of a realistic shot or even maybe the upper hand. Although COVID-19 does create, as I said last week, the perfect scenario to cheat. Mail-in ballots are more fragile than a normal voting system. We'll see what happens. There will be no October surprise like in 2016. The circumstances just aren't right, and there aren't enough undecided voters or swing states that he can capitalize on. We'll see if there's a November surprise that happens after November 3rd.
I've been phone banking for the Biden campaign, and I know that most of the responses I get are saying, yes, I've already cast my ballot for Biden. Trump can't turn back votes that are already in, but maybe he can miscount them. For mail-in voting, which primarily affects Biden voters, whereas Trump voters are more likely to vote in person, for mail-in voting, there are so many ways that the Trump administration can disqualify ballots. There are so many rules, instructions, and technicalities that if aren't followed, could make your vote not counted, and so it's important to follow that exactly. Really, as I said at the end of last week, we don't know what will happen. We're living in a crazy, crazy time. Thank you for listening, and wow, I can't believe next week will be my very last episode before the actual election. There I'll be setting up the stakes for what's about to happen and what we're living through and what we'll witness. So please, please come back for that final pre-election episode. Again, thank you for listening, and see you next week.